Welcome to Empathy Power Up, a collaboration of two people who connected during the pandemic through their love of empathy and action. Two people from very different backgrounds, helping each other find ways to love themselves, understand their experiences better, and help reverse the rise of narcissism and the divides in our communities. We will cover various topics about the human experience to help us power up on tools of empathy and emotional intelligence in the pursuit of one simple goal, create a world where people seek to understand themselves and each other. This is a learning journey amongst fellow humans. We're all just figuring out life together. Two years before Barack Obama became president, he gave a powerful commencement address to the students of Northwestern University. The world doesn't just revolve around you. There's a lot of talk in this country about the federal deficit, but I think we should talk more about our empathy deficit, the ability to put ourselves in someone else's shoes, to see the world through those who are different from us, the child who's hungry, the laid off steel worker, and the immigrant woman cleaning your dorm room. Our topic for today's episode is the root of the problem that we're seeing in the world. And it's beyond our country, it's beyond the United States. It's a global trend that we're seeing that the rise of narcissism is causing the division and the polarization in our communities. And I feel helpless, I feel frustrated. What I see in the news and the heart of these conversations are the symptoms and results of these divisions. We believe that the root of the challenges in our community is the rise of narcissism and the growing empathy deficit. So I'd love to understand more about this empathy deficit and its relationship to the rise of narcissism. First, we need to really understand what narcissism is. So narcissism is extreme self-involvement. It, it, people who are narcissistic ignore the needs of those around them. And while everyone may show occasional narcissistic behavior, narcissists really disregard others and their feelings. They don't understand the effect that their behavior has on other people. And they really think highly of themselves at the end of the day. They, they especially on things like power, um, intelligence and interpersonal relations, those are the kinds of things that they can control. And, and at, although narcissists like to be with other people, they think of themselves primarily in terms of their own needs rather than what other people want. And, and what's interesting, Amy, you said that really, I think it's important that you use the word control. And I think that's so important. Narcissism is like a, a system that we built and it's all about controlling the others, right? It's the control of others, as well as I think what you shared, which is really important is um, not regarding others. And it's really my perspective is the perspective that's right. I don't care about others' perspective because if this is my perspective or this is my lived experience, then it's got to be right, right? And I think that's some of the things that I start seeing. What are some symptoms you sort of observe with narcissism? Yeah, there's a couple of symptoms that I would I would point out. Like, number one, this idea of like a sense of entitlement that, that, that everything, like it should be given to them without mm. working for it. Um, they might be manipulative or controlling. They also need a praise or admiration and they're unwilling to aren't un, unable to empathize with other people like they're looking into their needs their wants or feelings and then 
that also in turn makes it really difficult for them to take responsibility for their own behavior. And at the end of the day, this all leads to this sense of arrogance. So they see themselves as superior to other people. So they might become rude or abusive when they don't receive that treatment that they deserve. Yeah. And I think what you said there about this arrogance and this is not not taking responsibility it rolls into some of the behaviors that we like i see and i observe which is not holding ourselves accountable and not holding themselves accountable and it's rare and we we see less and less of it especially for the people in power people who are sort of almost idealized um and they're worshipped and and so and what ends up happening is the symptoms of narcissism is people end up centering themselves in most situations, either it's social or professional. Like an example comes to mind is like, if someone is sharing like, oh, something happened to me and my, or my dog passed away or something. And then narcissistic tendency in that moment would be, I had a shitty day as well. Right. Or like I had a day where I, um, like this happened to me versus sitting with the feelings of that other person that they're going through. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and yeah. I think we're talking about these behaviors, but I think one of the things we are looking at is systemic level, right? Institutional level of how these systems are contributing to narcissism. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the thing is, like many of the institutions that we have are led by narcissists. Um, you know, there's been a lot of different studies out there that have talked about how how the people who make it ahead of everybody else kind of stomp on other people to get to the top. Um, so at the end of the day, there's a, this is a system that's designed with narcissistic and that individualistic tendencies at the heart of it. And in other words, at the end of the day, this system isn't broken. It's working exactly as it was designed. I love that. I think that's such a powerful statement. And I think I want to sit with that for a second it's the system is working exactly as it was designed. And I, I think it's because it was designed by narcissistic um, sort of mindset in play. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and to think about the individual over the collective you mm-hmm. know? Um, and what are my desires or what are over what is our desires? Like this idea of like thinking of people as us versus them, and like there's a one side, a good side and a bad side. And then that really leads us to focus more on what is dividing us rather than what connects us. And in particular, I'm working with a, a startup company and we we have been doing some like deep level work to understand like how can we come together and build um, community over um, really um, <clears throat> great experiences over dinner? And so this focus is and a lot of times in GE&I, like diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives, focuses on what is different rather than how similar we are. And uh, that's something that's a big key distinction that he and I are making when we're having these conversations is like, you know, it, like, you know, let's step away from that narcissistic behavior of like, this is who I am. I'm an individual. I'm an individual and you're an individual, but more about like, how can we have more of a collective mindset? Yeah. And I love that 
point you made earlier about us versus them and good versus evil. And I think even if you look at movies and media, it's such a easy plot point, right? It's binary. It's like there's a good good side and a bad side, and then they then they fight, and then the good side loses a little in the beginning, and then the good side wins at the end. And that sort of perpetuates this narrative that that's what's there's a good and bad in our society. I don't think people wake up saying I'm going to do evil today. Today. I think people are heroes of their stories. And also this, this idea that connection, I think um, building that, using that foundation of those similarities so that we can then understand our differences and respect them and love them and value them and learn from those is what I think is the goal, is, hope, is the hope for some of these DEI initiatives as well. But I, I completely agree that I think if we start with that foundation of similarities, foundation that we're all just humans trying to figure life out and and we make mistakes and we grow and we sometimes harm unintentionally and we can acknowledge it, heal, work on healing it and, and try to make them whole and then grow from that. And I think those aspects of this can be a powerful tool. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and that that kind of thing that you're you're talking about is is kind of where we want to get to. But I think, you know, like the system that we're doing, like going back to the idea of like the system is broken, <laughs> like it's isn't broken, right? It's it's about it's about like it's it is as it was designed, you know. And there's lots of ideas of like you know the whole system that's designed with narcissism has many problems with it. You know, things like I mentioned us versus them earlier, but the idea of the, you know, other um, problems that come out of a narcissistic society is um, the national gun control debate is raging on right now in our country. And we become accustomed to the news of mass shootings in America. You know, it's 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 that's the us versus them mentality of narcissism. And yeah. The yeah and it's national- also it's also like, oh, this is my thing. I, I don't unless it happens to me. I'm good. I, I want to hold on to my rights, even if it's killing someone else. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And are like, you know, if you, if you look at the Buffalo shooting and some other shootings that are around, around the rise of nationalism and white supremacy culture is like replacement theory is, is that idea of like, you know, people, black and brown people or minorities are, are trying to overtake white people in this society um, and that, that in itself is being like, if we, if you took a collective lens through that, you would actually start seeing, you know, we're all in this together rather than as a white versus, you know, black and brown community um, thing. Yeah. I, I think that's, it is intentionally created. I think these, by, again, by the system of narcissism to protect itself. I think it's like a defense mechanism. It's like that that turret on a castle wall that comes up is like, oh, we're seeing that people are starting to recognize this system. So we need to start pushing out theories that they're trying to break us so that we can keep fighting back and hold on to that system. And, yeah, and absolutely, yeah. And examples of that, as we see, are, are like the idealization and worship of individuals rather than supporting communities. We, mm-hmm. I, and I've seen that so much in 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 even india in the united states and all these countries where it's oh this is our savior they're gonna he, this person is gonna come usually it's a cis white man 
and this person is going to come or in India, it's like a, the person who's the majority uh, uh, in dominant population and they're, they're going to save the world. They're going to save. They know all the answers. They, this is the person. When in fact, it's, it's everything in the world is a community team sport. It's a team event. It's a team a work situation. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's that that collective over the individual, right? That if you put somebody on a pedestal, right, that's that that doesn't help anybody, right? At the end of the day. And what ends up happening is even the good, well-intentioned people they end up building onto that narcissism, and so and that in in and we're see, I'm seeing the example. I see as Elon Musk is an example right now, where I think he he ha- he has great intentions. He wants to. He does believe, I do believe that he wants to help reverse climate change. And, but at the same time, I think the constant stream of worship has led him to double down on the narcissism. And we're seeing some of the harmful behaviors that come out of that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, narcissism, like the sense of narcissism is like leads to higher rates of like suicide and mental health issues loneliness that people are having um and you know at this point it's the highest it's ever been in the world so i think you know on top of that like you know you have idolization but then you have you know with um you know working with elon musk and like these people who are like essentially being puppets and like are 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 making us be puppets to their whims right and the technology is is also helping us trust we're trusting our smartphones more and you know our teslas and all these different things that are there and forgetting about our humanity underneath all of that and what you mentioned about narcissism causing loneliness mental health issues suicidal and it reminds me of my journey through this because i just to me i believe i woke up from realizing my narcissistic behaviors a few months ago and yeah. and there was I remember this v- very vividly where I would I was telling my husband I was like I can't be with myself I can't be alone because if I'm alone in my thoughts I spiral I start hating myself I start I start I start um, it's all about me in there still even if it's negative it's still narcissistic because it was all about what's in it for me and the world hates me and no one likes me and it's all about me 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 and I I I it led me to feel suicidal. It led me to have terrible um, moments, dark moments. And the moment I sort of unlocked that and I started realizing, oh, these are all just elements of narcissism and it's just me. And I used to believe I was a narcissist, by the way. And so when I woke up from that and I realized that, I was like, it's changed my life. I, can, I love being myself, lo- love being alone now. I don't have those, I don't spiral anymore. It's just, it's this incredible transformation when I realized that. Hmm. Well, thank you for sharing that. That's, that's so important to like have that realization for yourself. And when you get to a place where you're thinking about, you know, all these different things and you, and I think it's at the end of the day is like the ego is getting in your way. Like narcissism and ego are like go hand in hand, right? Like, Mm -hmm. like you are like this idea of like, you might be better than this person, you might be, um, you know, you are, you have this thing where it's like, you know, this, you know, in, in this personal situation is like, you know, most of the time we think, oh my gosh, like in, like when you talk about imposter syndrome too, right. This idea of like, you know, I'm coming in is like, they're thinking about me, 
when at the end of the day, most people are not thinking about you as a person. They're not judging you to, to that degree that you're judging yourself. And yeah. that's really, that's really pervasive. I can see that. How does empathy play into all of this? Yeah, that's a good question. Like I, in a way, I actually see empathy as the opposite of narcissism. So those with true empathy have lower levels of narcissism and those with higher levels of narcissism lack empathy. And, you know, in, in the research that I did in my book, I, there's a study that Sarah Conrath did um, from, and a couple other people from the University of Michigan, they measured college students' self-reported empathy. And she found that empathy has declined since 1980 and has had a steep drop from 2000 to 2010. And to note, like the study itself was was published in 2011. So it was right after, right as this public study was being published. And and if you look at that that timeline between 2000 to 2010, um, that is when when technology started like having this huge uptick and. We started focusing more on our smartphones and the smartphone was created during that timeline. And so this is self-reported empathy. And they looked at 1,400 students on 14,000, right? Personal reactivity index. And it's a tool that was to, that was created to measure empathy. And they found that 75% of students in 2010 rated themselves as less empathetic than students in 1980. Yeah, that's that's, that's incredible data. That's just, just it's, it's such a big pool of data and it can't be ignored. Yeah. In, and it's in, also, yeah, yeah. It makes me think, like you mentioned in 2010 is when they sort of, 2011 when they published the study, 20, they did this through the rise of sort of the early internet started coming, social media started happening. And then Facebook started coming in. So I can start imagine I can start seeing this visualizing in my head that sort of how those things sort of maybe accelerated that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, that's spot on. Like I remember going remember in college, like Facebook was just getting started and it was all the rage, you know? And I graduated in an undergrad in two thousand four, right? So and I graduated high school in 2000, right? Right yeah. as this time was being created. So um, it's really interesting data that's happening. And what's also like, there's another study on the opposite side um, by, well, it was created in May 2009 by Dr. Jean Twang. And she's the professor of psychology at the San Diego State University. And she also wrote this book, The Narcissism Epidemic. And um, Dr. Josh Foster from the University of South Alabama reported that between 1982 and 2006, American college students' scores on this thing called the Narcissistic Personality Inventory, you know, it's an academic way of having self-reported narcissism, essentially, were 30% more higher in 2006 than it was in 1982. Wow. So if you bring these two together... On one side of the spectrum, empathy like um, empathy is on the decline. Less people are self-reporting that, and a lot of people, you know, actually rate themselves higher when these kinds of things. You know, generally, when you rate something, 
you you might not be as accurate as you like you know hope you you might might overstate that I'm more empathetic than I should be, but the data still shows that empathy is on the decline. Narcissism on the other side of the spectrum is on the incline, and that's both self-reported on both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. So so in summary, like in in today's episode, it's it's. We are seeing through data, through studies, and and just observations, that we are going through a rapid increase in narcissism. And in fact, systems of narcissism reward people with behaviors of narcissism. And we're seeing this this sort of empathy sort of starting to fall fall down uh, fall through this system. And when we do practice empathy, it is not surfaced fast enough. It's not brought in. And, and we see that in a lot of different examples. And I was just reading up on LinkedIn recently in the algorithm in some, like when there's posts that challenge some of the systemic things, the algorithm is slightly unbiased. Now I don't have data completely, but I was following this post where someone did contact LinkedIn and shared that, hey, my, my posts are starting to decline. What's going on? And shared that the, like he, this person shared that they're, certain keywords they used and they saw a big drop in their engagement when they had high engagement on other posts. And so LinkedIn's answer was, oh yeah, it's just some people aren't happy about it or some people uh, you know, aren't interested in those posts and maybe people's minds change. But I've, I've noticed that in my personal experience as well. And I'm not just, I, I like LinkedIn. I, I'm not jumping onto that. I just think that it's that systemic thing is because we're rewarding things that make us happy and take and give us give us things to make us feel good, even if it is comes at a cost of harming the community or harming our system. And and as long as it protects the system. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're 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 part of the system, right? So we've been taught these things. We've been drilled into our heads for a really long time, right? And so with each new generation that we're kind of you know, as this, these studies are showing and what you're saying is also is that we're becoming more self-absorbed and less willing to lend a helping hand to other people. And it can be super harmful when working together to make decisions or even solve the problems that we have in the world today. And so wow. my question to you, Kevin, is how do you think, how do you think we got to this place? I, I mean, it's, it's quite a big question. It, it's definitely something, um, we, we, we're going to be diving deeper into every episode going forward um, and, and sort of progressing into this topic further as we unpack the systems, unpack narcissism and start building towards an empathetic future. But I think to wrap up the episode, I, would, I think we, uh, we, we're going to pose a question every episode to our audience, to our listeners, and to reflect. And then if you all can respond back through social media channels. We'd love to bring those back into future episodes. So Amy, what's today's question? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think about one of the things I've been thinking about is that's been in the top of my head is this idea of like Grace Lee Boggs and she's an American author, social activist, philosopher, and feminist. And she says that this about our society you cannot change any society unless you take responsibility for it, unless you see yourself as belonging to it and responsible for changing it. Love that. You know, and, and so I think that the bigger question we're, we're looking at with this episode 
is in what areas of your life are you seeing an empathy deficit and a rise of narcissism? And then as an extension of that, you know, if you're seeing that within, you know, these areas of empathy and narcissism, what can you do at the end of the day? And this is what this entire podcast is about, like giving you ways for you to help understand yourself so that you can understand others. Thank you for your time. And we look forward to going on this journey with you. Empathy Power Up is produced by Amy J. Wilson and Kevin Shaw, two people who bonded over their love for creating a deeper sense of empathy in the world. You can reach Amy at Real Amy J. Wilson and Kevin at Shaw Kevin.